What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Let It Grow Investing. I am Jeff, and thank you very much for stopping in. And uh, we're going to cover a lot of different stuff as to what is going on in the market. And, uh, you know, some of my take on it. I am not a, a professional advisor or anything uh, financial related. I am simply a small business owner that uh, wanted to make my money work uh, harder for me. And uh, now I'm trying to share some of that knowledge that I've gained over, uh, you know, the past seven or so years of investing and uh, things that I've absorbed over time. But uh, before we get started, I did want to say that if you're looking to start a a portfolio, I do have some links in the description, Uh, you know, crypto.com, Webull, E-Trade. We do the uh, investing challenge where I am putting in $200 every Monday into a stock of the, uh, the group's choice. We're taking a poll every week on the uh, Let It Grow Investing page on Facebook, and uh, we're going to be, you know, trying to out uh, outperform the market over the course of the year by buying a uh, a new stock or adding to a position weekly. And uh, so, yeah, that's what we're doing around here. And uh, yeah, let's uh, go ahead and get right into it. I guess so. You know the uh, the the market has really been been hurting us this week. We are getting back down to those March lows that we uh, were we're hoping we were getting away from. We, ultimately, we we kind of knew that uh, we we're going to have the ebbs and flows in and out of uh, market news and cycles and things like that. And we kind of knew there was going to be some some more problems. Uh, you know, we have seen that the uh, the inflation numbers, the interest rates are going up. And ultimately, we knew that we were going to get some more pressure on that side of things. But um, yeah, the the Fed came out and said, I don't even know if they were so much like testing the theory of, hey, you know, what about 75 basis points? But someone came out and said, hey, you know, is 75 basis points off the table? And uh, a lot of them basically said, no, it's not off the table. It could be uh, something that we would try if 50 basis point hikes uh, you know, over the next couple of months don't work. Maybe we're going to have to go there. I don't really think that's going to happen. I think about right now, the, the numbers about 40% are saying plan for a 75 basis point hike. And a lot of that got those NASDAQ numbers back down to that 12,000 range where we were before. I think we got to 12.5, um, in March and now we're about 12.8. So we're, we're definitely, uh, getting higher on that that peak fear when we're looking at the VIX that uh, that has been creeping up as well. And uh, just out of curiosity, because I don't know that exact number, I'm going to take a look here. And uh, VIX is about 28. 30 is uh, a lot of fear. 35 is peak fear. Everyone's, you know, running for the hills. So we're, we're getting back up there. It went up about 24% on Friday. And, uh, you know, ultimately, I think we can play some of these movements in the VIX. If you're looking at the volatility index, um, when you see it get to that 30 number, I think it's time to buy something. Okay. And not, maybe not uh, your unprofitable growth stock companies. And then when, you know, we're getting back down to the teens or low 20s, it could be time to take something off the table if you are a, uh, a stock trader. If, uh, you know, you're not just simply doing the long game, you can play the VIX. We kind of have seen this happen uh, on on repeat pretty much that if you want to 
uh, do some swing trading, you can use a volatility index to kind of tell you when and where we can enter and then maybe get out of a, a position when uh, those numbers come back down. Uh, so I do have a, a watch list or I have this set up to where if it's above 4%, I get a notification uh, on my E-Trade app. You could do the same. That's that's one way to do it. Uh, or you, I mean, you could just simply put the VIX in a watch list with other stocks that you're looking at and glance at it, you know, every couple of days or however you're looking frequently, you're looking at your uh, portfolio. Um, but, you know, that being said, it is going to be a very, very busy week. There's a lot of different stuff going on out there with uh, some different problems with uh, shipments. They're having the rail companies kind of come in and see what can be adjusted. So there's a meeting for all those companies. There's uh, some housing numbers coming out. We've got uh, a bunch of big earnings. We've got Apple, Microsoft, uh, Facebook, I think Google, IBM, lots of big tech this week. And, uh, you know, that's really going to be the bellwether for how things are going to go. If, uh, if Apple and Microsoft don't, uh, don't deliver great numbers, uh, I mean, even a, even a meeting the expectations could hurt us. I, I think they've got to beat expectations and have good guidance. If they lower their guidance and say, Hey, look, iPhone sales are going to be bad or cloud is going to be down. Uh, I think the whole market is going to have a sell-off. It could be could be very bad if both of those have a, a bad earnings. So we're really hoping that those uh, do well. And uh, that I think will hold the market up a good bit. So keep your eye out on those earnings. I'll try to uh, post to the group to, on Facebook. And ultimately, that'll certainly be something to watch. And, you know, we, we really got to see where those two go as, uh, you know, in the, the VOO or in the S&P 500 indexes. They account for about 20% of the market between the two of them. So that is certainly going to be something that will uh, drastically weigh on the market if it is a bad cycle or a bad earnings for them. And, you know, we even saw it in some of the, the Tesla and uh, Blackstone numbers. They had a good earnings, but the, uh, the market and the Fed talks, you know, ultimately didn't really let them run. Um, you know, so when I was saying last time that uh, Tesla is a buy to in, in my eyes in the 900s, uh, I still stand by that. I think the news cycle right now is bringing them down, where if there was great news and everything was peachy, we would have seen Tesla go back up to 1100 or 1200. But uh, they're in that news cycle right now. It's really hard to get out of their own way as far as, you know, working with the Fed. So, um, same thing with Blackstone, BX. So one of my long-term, um, I guess one of my best performers since I've had it. It's a private equity firm that uh, invests into private companies. They've got a lot of real estate dealings. And uh, ultimately, in I think 2018, they said they were going to be eight years until they were uh, with, what was it? One, one trillion assets under management. And, uh, you know, so that would have put them at 2026. Now on this past earnings, they said, hey, we're going to we're going to do it this year. It uh, has been moved forward. They've got a lot of different things going well for them. And ultimately, you know, to, this year is the year that they get to that one trillion mark where they wanted to be by 2026. And they had a, a pretty decent quarter as well. But it kind of got tossed by the wayside. And, um, you know, they, they kind of got kick to the curb, if you will, with all the other news. 
Uh, you know, and then we talked about Netflix, where Netflix had a bad quarter, and I mean, it just got demolished. So even those good numbers didn't really prop the stocks up. Uh, just with everything else going on out there. That's what I'm saying. If Apple and Microsoft even have good numbers, uh, I think they've got to do uh, have, a, have a better story attached to it for the next quarter, the next year. And then ultimately, hopefully the, the whole market will respond to uh, you know better earnings from them. But uh, if they come in flat, um, we, we might be on a, a roller coaster to the downside. And, you know, so where, where do we find some, some different things that are going to do well? Um, and now on some of these companies that do have great earnings and the market doesn't like them, I kind of think that those are ones that you really want to watch out for. If that, uh, you know, the peg ratios are low, you're still getting the growth, the price earnings is, is lower, your dividends are going up. I mean, on, on Blackstone, uh, I believe we're about four point, eh, let me take a look. See if we can pull this up here. We are currently about 4.05% uh, dividend yield, 15 times earnings, and uh, ultimately a, a stock that I've had since about $40. So this one at 110 has uh, has done me well. And I would imagine there's some, yeah, 35% upside. In my mind, this is a buy right now. Uh, I would add to this position. It's already a decent sized position for me especially because it uh, it grew so so well for me over the past five or so years that I've had it. Uh, so yeah, you might want to look for the companies that have these great earnings, uh, ultimately double beats and, and great quarters, and they're, they're meeting all their targets, things like that. And then they still just get, uh, you know, kind of pummeled back down to the lower end of the trading range, if you will. And then really look for a, a reason to capitalize on those. And uh, with them having so many different customers all around the world. They're not really tied to any one area, any one sector. Uh, they're in a lot of different verticals. So that's going to help them kind of be very diversified and they're still growing, you know? So that's one that I would look at. I'm still looking at some different uh, bank stocks, some regionals uh, with the rates going up. That should help. Even some of the nationals, uh, I'd still be looking at Citi. Uh, JP Morgan does more... Uh, and invest investments. So that one might be a little bit harder uh, with some of the uncertainty around investments right now. And some of their money was tied up, uh, both of them, some of their money was tied up into Russia. So they had those kind of concerns. But uh, ultimately, I think, you know, you're still looking at your phar uh, pharmaceuticals, energy, uh, regional banks, those are still going to be doing well, even the rails and transports could be a decent way as we're, we're getting more things back online. And ultimately, we still need a lot of goods and, and things around, you know, around the world, really. But even here in the States, um, you know, we really got to move all these these goods from coast to coast. Uh, so CSX, Union Pacific, I might take a, a better look at those. Not ones that I'm very familiar with, but uh, ones that I think would make sense. Certainly going to be safer. And, uh, you know, what are we staying away from? that uh, unprofitable tech that that's been very much what uh, the fed is pretty much going after anything that is needs cash or a lot of capital to grow has really been hurt right now by these rising rates um so that's pretty much what i got on that front um you know definitely take a look at what's out there what it means to you and try to be as safe as you can 
And, uh, you know, yeah, Union Pacific about 17.8% of upside. And then let's, uh, I think the PE was about a 23. Yeah, 23, 2% dividend. So you get a little bit of dividend, a little bit of growth. And I do think they're a good bit safer just in the fact that uh, we're going to need goods and services or uh, transported, goods transported rather. Uh, so that's one way that you could possibly play it. But, uh, you know, when you're looking at those energy plays, you could still, you know, look for a little bit of a drop in names like Chevron if they come back down into the the 150s. Uh, that could be one that might be uh, enticing, and you're going to get a, a dividend there as well. They're currently at 160.95. So, you know, if they came down uh, another couple percent, I could see that that could could do well for you as well. Currently, about three and a half percent of dividend there, and um, let's see, yeah, only four percent of upside. So. I still think that the energy is going to do well, might not have so much room to run, but I do think it's going to be a little bit safer. I don't see gas prices or oil prices coming down anytime soon for a lot of the same reasons as, uh, you know, a couple, couple episodes back. But um, that being said, we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back. We're going to talk about uh, what happened in the week 16 investing challenge? We're going to, or uh, no, sorry, week 17. We're going to get into week 18, what names and uh, why I might be looking at those. And uh, a couple things if you're really struggling to uh, find some footing in this crazy market. So stick around. I will be right back. All right, we're back here. So uh, if this podcast is bringing you any kind of real value, I uh, would definitely appreciate a, uh, a rating and a review. It would certainly help uh, boost up the podcast in the search results. And uh, that would mean the world to me. If you want to help support the channel, you can do so over at anchor.fm slash let it grow. And you can contribute for as little as 99 cents a month. Uh, and that'd be great also. Not uh, not necessary, but if you are feeling generous and you're you're getting some good value, I would definitely appreciate it. Uh, with that being said, you know we uh, we were looking at, you know, how do we stay in this market or how do we get started in this market? And a lot of times it's it's like getting a a car that's out of gas or I, I guess out of electric anymore um, to to get going if you're pushing it. You know, it's really hard at the beginning to get it moving. But uh, ultimately, you know, you start getting some more speed at, at first. You know, if someone's pushing on the other side of the car, trying to go the other way, you're going to have a hard time. You know, it's just kind of how the market goes, give and take ups and downs. But uh, eventually you kind of get that that snowball effect working to where, you know, it's really rolling downhill and and not much is going to really slow you down. You're still going to be getting your dividends coming in. You're still going to have uh, some different, you know, splits or uh, things that are going to help your your stock really uh, start rolling. And uh, right now, it kind of feels like we're in a valley and we're trying to make a climb up a hill. And it's definitely difficult, you know. So a lot of people are kind of thinking like, you know, what do I do? Um, I've got this investment and such and such, you know, and what what do I do with it now that things are getting bad? I'm, I'm either, you know, flat or down. Do I sell it? Do I, you know, wait for it to bottom and then rebuy? I've seen some talk like that. Uh, I saw one person that had about ten grand in VOO, which is the the broad market S and P five hundred ETF, and they said, you know, I'm I'm down two percent. What do I do? And I mean, I think for for me being a long term investor, 
uh, and having that time horizon on my side, I am going to buy through the dip. And uh, ultimately, you know, I'd, I'd like to have a much larger position. And uh, so I'd still like to buy some. Uh, now, this person thought, hey, you know, can I sell it off and then and then rebuy it? Um, sure, you, I guess you could if you if you really think that it's going down another 10 or 20 percent, you could do that. But uh, what happens if it goes up 5% tomorrow? What happens if it just stays, um, you know, pretty flat for the next month? Like, are, are you really going to time it perfectly? And, uh, you know, we've been looking at some of those numbers on the NASDAQ, getting back down to that 12.8. And, you know, the S&P and Dow kind of, they're, they're down right now, but they're kind of where they were last month. So is, is this going to be a bottom or are we going to have a lot of sell side pressure kind of fizzling out? And are we going to go back up from here? So it's, it's really tough to say, but for me, um, I am in the camp of buy more names that you want at a discount and even names uh, that are going to be, you know, reporting this week. I do want to see some of those numbers come out first before going ahead and buying more. Uh, I'm still really interested in what Google has to, to offer. We, we blew through that 2,500 uh, price point and we're, you know, down in the 23s now. And uh, like I've said before, that's one that I really want to build a larger position in. And, uh, you know, they, they might have a bit of a lull for the next year or two or three. But uh, ultimately, long term, I think it's one that I want to hold on to. So um, just because it's going down, that doesn't mean that I want to sell. But these are high conviction plays for me. Uh, so, you know, we've done our homework. We know what we want to do with the position. And ultimately, when you have that in mind uh, ahead of time, you know what you're going to do when uh, a 15% uh, correction or, uh, you know, even if we get to that bear market, we're ultimately going to know what we're going to do beforehand. That takes a lot of the guessing work out of it. That takes a lot of the psychology out of it. Um, you know, for me, like I said, it's been a busy week and, you know, nothing has really changed for me. Yes, the, uh, the portfolio is down. Uh, you know, lost money, paper money this week. I haven't sold anything, so I don't, I don't see any losses. Um, so you gotta, you gotta really think about what you want out of these positions, where you ultimately think they're going to go. Is it a swing trade? Is it a long-term investment? And if you know those things ahead of time, you really know what to do when these, uh, these market changes happen. Um, so, you know, I'm still looking to build larger positions in some places. Uh, as I said before, Tesla is one of the larger ones for me. It's, it's number one for me, but, uh, if it got back down, you know, 20% down from here, I would certainly be buying more. I'm not, uh, smashing the buy button right now, but, uh, if it got into the 700s or 800s, I would certainly be looking a lot harder. Uh, but for right now, I'm, I'm putting my, my dollars elsewhere and I'm going to let that position kind of roll. Um, so you really got to know what you want out of different names and, uh, you know, try to buy some of these things that the market's kicking out. That, that's kind of has been my thing. You know, when everyone was looking at growth, I was buying dividends. And now that people are kicking growth to the curb, I would like to buy some of those names at a discount. So it might not be the perfect play for right now. But uh, again, long term horizon, I am going to uh, to get those stocks at a discount. Um, if you're closer to, uh, needing this money 
and you know you you want to maybe sell some Apple today or tomorrow before they uh, go ahead and report. I think they might report on uh, on Tuesday, and I want to say that uh, Microsoft is on Thursday. I might have that backwards though. So if you're if you're in a spot where you're going to need that money in the next couple of years, uh, might be a, a time to take a little bit off the table. You know we've had a pretty good run, so take some off the table and. Um, you know, maybe wait it out a bit or or put it into something that's going to give you a larger dividend if you're closer to that retirement age. But uh, for me, it's going to be a, a time to do some buying. And even uh, Microsoft right now at 272 after hours from Friday, there's about 35% of upside as far as what the analysts are looking at. And, um, you know, I mean, I definitely still hope that they can still grow. Uh, PE at 29, it's a bit expensive, possibly. Uh, but, you know, Apple, where are we on Apple? Just out of curiosity, at 27 times. And that's probably a bit rich on the PE for Apple also. I think they're more traditionally around that 18 to 20 kind of PE point. Um, so maybe you want to, uh, you know, buy a little bit more if it drops, if you got a long-term uh, horizon. But if you're uh, in that camp of, I need this money for retirement, you might want to take a little bit off the table because if they do miss, it uh, it definitely is going to hurt. But, uh, you know, that being said, we're, we're looking at uh, the week 17 investing challenge. We are going to be buying one of these five names. And uh, those for this week were Micron Technology, uh, Expedia, Bloomin' Brands, uh, Bank of America, and Discover Financial. And this week we will be going ahead and buying Bank of America. Um, so we will be buying $200 worth on Monday around lunchtime. I want to let some of that volatility uh, from the early morning open kind of kind of trade out. And uh, then I'll be buying around lunchtime, around noon every Monday is what I got set in my phone as a reminder to go ahead and do that. Uh, but then when we're looking at this week, um, I'm looking at five different names, as always. And we've got uh, United Airlines, UAL. We've got BX, which is Blackstone, which we talked about earlier in the show. Um, Apple, AAPL. Netflix, NFLX and tesla t-s-l-a um so you know here's here's my thought on these tesla and blackstone both had a great quarter and they're getting you know not really getting the respect that they i think that they deserve off of this great quarter and also with the the other news cycle that's coming out it could be certainly something that uh we're gonna buy it while it's quiet and these two really aren't getting that uh, the love that i i think they need um, now with Apple, you know, we've got that earnings this week, so we'll kind of have a idea as to what's going on there. Either they're going to trade down and then by, uh, by next Monday, I would imagine that, uh, we could be finding a bottom or, you know, we'll, we'll definitely have some stability in the price by next Monday. So it could trade higher on, uh, on some good earnings and then, uh, you know, maybe come back down to reality by next Monday. And then, Netflix. This is one that uh, I wanted to see if people are looking to buy. Um, I know a lot of people in the options market are really kind of thinking that there's some some upside here, and this could be a good spot to get in. 
Um, you know, for me, I don't know. I don't, I really don't know. Like I said before, I really wanted to see something happen, uh, for the next quarter, get some more earnings numbers out, see some new subscribers, uh, see ultimately if they keep losing subscribers, if they're going to turn it around. But, uh, a lot of people think this is getting to be a more of a value play than a, uh, a growth stock. The PE is now at a 20, which is p- probably the lowest it's been. And um, probably since the early 2000s, I'm going to shoot to say. And then uh, United Airlines, if you were listening to anything that the, uh, the airlines have been saying, they have uh, booming growth. They have, you know, they, they've been able to raise their prices about 40%. The, uh, the people are still coming. There's no demand destruction from raising the prices. There's a lot of, a lot of people looking to travel. Um, so they've kind of got, uh, you know, pricing power right now. They've got a lot of growth. They're coming out of a spot where, uh, things were much more bleak for them. So now they're, they're turning things around. They're, uh, currently not profitable, but, uh, I do think that there is going to be a lot of demand and, uh, these can really get back on track. Uh, so that's what I came up with. And, uh, you know, if you guys have any stocks that you want to see go head to head against some other ones, uh, please feel free to let me know. But for this week on uh, week 18, as I said, UAL for United Airlines, BX is Blackstone, AAPL for Apple, uh, NFLX for Netflix and TSLA for Tesla. Um, and so go ahead and make your pick. And uh, hopefully we can really start to turn this thing around. Currently, we are down about 10% in the uh, the Let It Grow Investing Investing Challenge for the year. We did get uh, to be about flat. Uh, it was probably two, three weeks ago. And then since we've just pretty much been pummeled. But um, I did want to point out that crypto is actually still holding up really well. I think uh, we're, we're right below 3,000 on uh Ethereum and about 40,000 on Bitcoin, but uh, they have really done well as far as what the the broader market has been doing. And, uh, you know, everyone's like, oh, you know, you really don't know how to value them and they don't have earnings. But right now that uh, that seems to be a good thing. So, you know, uh, with uh, ETH coming out with the update and it's going to be a little bit more deflationary, I think we're going to have some uh, some less supply, increasing demand for a lot of the different projects going on out there. So I still think that ETH and Bitcoin are going to be a good good thing to buy. And uh, I think this is probably, you know, a, a safe spot to enter. You know, we could get back down to those 24, 2500 numbers on on Ethereum. No problem. That could always happen. Bitcoin could go back to the, to the low 30s. But uh, ultimately, I still want to buy those through the dip. And, um, yeah, same with some of these growth stocks and, uh, there's a lot of value plays out there right now as well. So let me know what you guys are buying, but, uh, ultimately that's what I've got. And, um, yeah, hopefully you guys can get over there to let it grow investing on Facebook, get your votes in for week 18 and I will catch you guys in the next one. So take care and, uh, try to stay safe out there in the investing land. Uh, I will be back on Thursday. See you soon. Thanks for stopping by. Please make sure to like, subscribe by turning on the notification bell and sharing this podcast to help our community grow. Check the links in the description for offers 
on E-Trade, Binance, and Crypto.com to get your investing journey started. You can also help support the podcast on our Anchor.fm webpage. Until next time, let's get invested and let it grow.